The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, we break down what is now known as just Scott Foster fucking over Chris Paul. Another game of that, this time in Milwaukee. Uh, Bucks are now back into the series. You know what that means. RIP Suns and Four, even though it's a vibe. Suns and Four doesn't even really mean Suns and Four anymore. It's just... It's a mentality. It's a mentality. It's a lifestyle. Suns and Four is a lifestyle. We also get in this Nigeria-USA Olympic qualifier that... Adrian Wojnarowski said was maybe the greatest upset in international basketball history, which is quite a statement. Um, even though folks don't realize that there are seven slash eight current NBA players on Nigeria's roster, but let's drop the beat, Marty. Here we are. Uh, the episode was the Scott Foster episode was coming. I knew it was coming. I was sitting in the uh, I was out the outside of the arena. And as soon as I saw that it was a Scott Foster game, I said, it's a Scott Foster game. You're in five server forum, five server arena. And I knew he was here to fuck up the Suns and four vibes. Adam Silver wants him to fuck up the Suns and Four vibes, and we knew that that was happening. Now this is the 12th game that Chris Paul has lost in the playoffs with Scott Foster refing, and Chris Paul, we can go all the way back to the bubble. Yeah, Chris uh, Paul called out Scott Foster when he was tying his shoe, got a delay of game penalty, even though he came up to Chris Paul and said, hey, Chris, it's okay. We're wiping the floors down anyway. You don't have to do that. And then he gives him the delay of game. Uh, that's a one shot penalty and they lose by two of the Houston Rockets in game in the, in game seven, in the first round. Yeah. I know Marty, you're not a conspiracy theorist. You're one of the most measured NBA fans that I've met. <laughs> Thank you. Just don't like the shenanigans and the conspiracies, but do you believe me now? I mean, I never denied that Scott Foster had it out for Chris Paul a little bit. I mean, that's obvious. You don't lose 11 games, you know, just on, on accident, really. And I don't I'm not, I don't know if it's necessarily like a league conspiracy, but I do think Scott Foster clearly just has some things out for him. Not that it affected this game. I mean, they the Bucks came in. They played awesome. They were going to win this game regardless of the officiating. Uh but yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is weird. And the line, uh, Vegas moved the line by uh, half a point when uh, the referees were announced. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. You know, what was also interesting is that if you had to guess what the second point, cha- uh, second chance point differentials were between uh, the Suns and the Bucks, what would you guess? Ooh, the differential? Oh, it had to have been massive. Like, 
20. 20 to 2, Marty. 20 to yeah. 2. You <laughs> completely spot on. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton got uh, three fouls in the final three minutes of the first half. And I tell you what, in game one, DeAndre Ayton, I know this is some nerd talk. DeAndre Ayton had 15 defensive rebounds in game one. He had seven in game three. You get five more and it's just 12. Maybe now it's a game. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's a huge liability on defense. I mean, we were, and I think I said this before the playoffs even started. Like, if I'm playing the Suns, I'm going at Aiton every chance I get, try to get him in foul trouble because they have no one to come in. And now that Saric is out, the Suns really have nobody to come in. Like, Frank Kaminsky's getting finals minutes. He's guarding Giannis. Frank Kaminsky getting finals minutes is an atrocity. (laughs) It is... When you focus in on him, he's getting bodied by Drew Holiday underneath the rim. So when you are the Phoenix Suns and Frank Kaminsky is in the game, you're worried. You're concerned. Yeah, no, and, and I, yeah, yeah, get going. Yeah, no, and I love Frank. I don't want this to be like a personal slight against Frank. He just can't be in and asked to guard Giannis in the finals. That just can't be something that he's asked to do. He can't be. Asked to get rebounds either. He was getting shoved around and you've got guys getting rebounds that have no business getting rebounds over a seven footer like Frank. Frank should not. I like Frank Kaminsky. This is not a slight on him, but he should not be in the fucking game (laughs) at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know what else you do besides just, I guess, throw Nader in there and just go really small. But I mean, I, I don't know if that really works against a team like Milwaukee. It's just, yeah, no, I mean, when Aiton's not on the floor, uh, it's a huge problem. It's a massive problem. And I really hope that uh, he's able to figure out how to stay in the game. And I really hope that Budenholzer is dumb enough to not try to do the same damn thing again. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Um Yeah, I think that Scott Foster is maybe worth more than a half a point. I'd say probably worth about three, four points um, (laughs) to a game. I mean, those were four fouls on DeAndre Ayton in the first half. And I tell you what, that changes the entire complexion of the game in a multitude of ways from a points perspective, from a rebounds perspective, from a defense perspective, from a free throws perspective. So I would say that refereeing did more than you would say. I mean, can't and Cam Johnson almost single-handedly cut this thing down to almost zero. He was it awesome. was a Cam Johnson game. It was a Jay Crowder game. It was a role-player game. Like Cam brought the noise. Uh, Cam brought everything to this team at one point in time, and put his nuts all over PJ Tucker's face. Where the fuck did that come from? Where the fuck? I mean, he's had dunks. I, I I guess sort of like that. Like he's shown like some like athletic prowess, but that was just insane. We've never, he jumped from like <laughs> the, the dash line. Yeah. Like it was nuts. Yeah. Cam Johnson. So let's just back it up. I never thought that that was a good pick. Me neither. Uh, I criticized at 11. It. I screamed, I screamed who the fuck is that when we drafted him? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's turned it into a great James Jones pick, not an underrated pick, but like a pretty good pick. Yeah, great. And we traded back to get him. Uh, it was uh, uh, that trade ended up being uh, number six, which was Jarrett Culver. Uh, so it was basically Culver for Sarich and Cam Johnson. So that's that's pretty good trade for for old James. Pretty, pretty good trade. I stayed in Phoenix an extra day just because I wanted to check the vibes out of the playoffs. If I'm not going to Milwaukee, I might as well check the the rally in the valley vibes. Uh And I tell you what, Marty, it was identical, identical to the finals game one and game two feeling. Yeah. I mean, it was sold out. There were no players on the floor. (laughs) So what happens like on the floor at those? I've never been to one of those. All right. So me neither. This was my first one. They put the DJ on the floor. Okay. (laughs) He's there the whole time. And then at timeouts and at commercial breaks, they bring out the dancers they bring out the gorilla. They bring out the Soul Patrol, which I didn't even know that they were called the Soul Patrol. But holy shit, let's just break down what that is for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so you put you put the foam mat down underneath the rim, put the foam mat down, and then you put the trampoline up. And then you got the guys going with the ball and the trampoline and sending lobs and falling down, doing fucking trampoline like Team USA acrobatics in the air. Soul Patrol. And all I could think to myself was, wow, all of this for $10? (laughs) $10. Parking was $5 at the arena. That's a little surprising. $5. $5. I was shocked. I thought it was $5 an hour. It was $5 for the whole event. <laughs> yeah, Could no. not believe it. And then the second thought was, in my head, I don't even know why I thought this, because one guy was kind of cute, and I was like, imagine dating a Soul Patrol guy. Dude, like, those guys fuck. There's no doubt they day. fuck. <laughs> What'd you say? I just said there's no doubt those guys fuck. Oh, for sure. But imagine, like, he comes home, and, and he's telling you, yeah, you know, I missed this lob. Like in <laughs> third quarter, <laughs> in the third quarter of the Soul Patrol, homie put it too high off the glass and I couldn't catch it. Went between my legs. It was a bad moment. And then they took me out and put fucking Jim in instead of me. And then like, yeah, he, fucked he goes, up my he goes outside and starts uh, like just yamming dunks down on his like home thing that he made. He has to. And like. They did that three, four times. They brought the gorilla out. He had the the T-shirt exploder. What is that? The T-shirt gun. T-shirt cannon. The T-shirts are going everywhere. When Cam Johnson nutted on P.J. Tucker, the crowd was fucking insane. It had to be. It had to be. (laughs) Then they replayed it, and the crowd went insane again. They counted down. Giannis's free throws are counted up to Giannis's free throws fucking 1800 miles away from Milwaukee like he could hear it. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean it's sold out, right? Sold out in minutes. Yeah, I wonder if like other like, like arenas typically do that for, uh, for for those watch parties if they sell out. Milwaukee sells out and not only does Milwaukee sell out, the outdoor outside yeah. sells out. This is genius. Can you imagine like being seven years old and you want to go to the finals and your dad ends up taking you and it's like the same vibe. It it would either be $4,000 or $100. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's brilliant. And not only is it brilliant, the Phoenix Suns knows it's brilliant because they weren't going to do shit for game four. And now they're going to sell out Chase Field. The fucking baseball field is now hosting game four. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. 
So now there's going to be how many people? 50,000 people. A shit ton. That's a huge stadium. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be outdoor lit misters and pools. And I can't even imagine. I would love to be there for that. Mm -hmm. I would love to be there for that. So looking forward to game four, I expect the same situation. Uh, Dario Sarge being out is bad. Torrey Craig needs to get some minutes. Yeah, I mean he played he he played a decent bit last night. Uh, I, I I would definitely like to see more of him uh, and less of. I would like to see Frank's minutes be split more between. I would say, uh, yeah, uh, guy who uh, between Tory Craig, Nader, and then maybe give Cam Johnson a little more. Yeah, let him play five. See what that's about. Yeah. Also, did you believe me now that everyone goes cold in Milwaukee? Fuck, Devin Booker was three <laughs> four. 17, yeah. three for 14. It was, he started out like one of eight or something. He just, he just could never get it going. Yeah. It's the Kendall Jenner promised him a championship baby uh, game. And he was like, yeah, I think I'm good on that. Yeah. She's been so good too about like keeping quiet about it. Then she just had Be to quiet. Kendall Jenner. Do not show up in all orange, the color of a basketball fucking cause playing a, uh, fucking Spalding ball slash Wilson ball. Do not promise the man a baby if he wins a championship. Do nothing. Sit this thing out. Yeah, no, and I like Kendall. Kendall uh, is probably number one atop my uh, Kardashian-Jenner rankings. Same. Uh, But, uh, yeah, just we're two wins away. Just please, please, we're right there, please. (laughs) We're right there. I still think that the Suns are a better team. I still think that Middleton is not that guy. I still think Giannis can't shoot free throws despite having the best free throw shooting game of his probably his life. Yeah, oh, yeah, he didn't miss many. Yeah, Didn't miss many. So I think it's still Suns and four, but... (laughs) I think uh, I think Suns and five is a realistic uh, thing to think for uh, what you said. I mean, Aiton, hopefully he's able to stay out of foul trouble. If he is, I really like how we match up against this team, you know, regardless of what they do, who they throw out. Uh, and what you said about Middleton, I tend to agree. Uh, that's that like, you know, if, if Chris Middleton is really good, wait 24 hours. If Chris Middleton is really bad, wait 24 hours for the cycle to just come back. Like, yeah. Just keep cycling around. It's like death taxes and Chris Middleton inconsistency. Yeah. Um, so then we move on. We move forward to the next basketball of our life, which is Team USA. Uh, the most one of the most stacked rosters in a long time, and the world is already imagining us losing in dramatic fashion to someone we shouldn't lose against. Because in the exhibition game, we were twenty eight and a half point favorites, Team USA uh, over Team Nigeria. Nigeria is known. For let me just say this, known for excellence, mm-hmm. like excellence at almost all things, at entertainment, at comedy, at basketball. Mike Brown said that there is probably more Nigerian players, Nigerian American players in the NBA than any other country besides the U.S. Yeah, with Nigerian descent. Yeah. So they brought out four NBA starters. Yeah. Uh, for Team Nigeria, and they were plus 1,700 on the money line. What a bet that would have been. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun to have. (laughs) So this is what my my take is. So obviously, Team USA loses. Nigeria upsets Team USA in a dramatic fashion. They have 23s, 
And it's not like Team USA just wanted to lose or was not trying to win. They were definitely trying to win. And uh, Woj called it the most, uh, the biggest upset potentially in international basketball history, which is this the a wild take for an exhibition game. Yeah. Just maybe, <laughs> it, I thought someone took his account. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the fact that it was an exhibition, yeah, makes it kind of a weird comment. But I mean, is he all that wrong? Well, here's the thing, like, there's more NBA players on there than you think. Yeah. They've been playing together for two weeks. Mike Brown is a real coach. He's not a joke coach. He's coached NBA players in the past. They've been very organized. A lot of these guys are coming off playing in the playoffs a long season. They haven't played together at all. They've practiced for four days. And you've got Mike Brown rolling out his best Pete Carroll techniques (laughs) <laughs> Pete Carroll from basketball, not Pete Carroll from football. Uh-huh. And they're torching them. They're playing in a way that's like, we know that it's just Princeton versus Georgetown. And we're going to play team hoops. We're going to pass the rock a million times. You're going to be slow to rotate and we're going to get wet. That's basically what happened. And so that's the deal for underdogs at the international level to beat us, which is like, we go into ISO ball, we go and try to play Superman and they're playing. They're basically that, you know, that annoying white team from the suburbs that's been playing together since they were four and they're now 17 <laughs> and none of them are like all that good. And that's no shade in Nigeria. Cause a lot of those guys are real deal players, right? But like, they're not all that good, but they know each other like the backs of their hands. They know what spots they need the ball. They run offense, motion offense, superb. And like, they're just frustrating on defense. That was Nigeria. That is the deal. And we were not ready. We were not ready. Yeah, no, I, I was just about to add on to what you were saying, because that team that you were describing there, they always like give way more of a fuck. And that was Correct. and that was true with Nigeria, obviously. Forty minutes versus forty-eight minutes. It's Dame time doesn't start until forty-four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dame time. What you like? The game's over when Dame time starts. Speaking of Dame time, Marty, Marty, Marty. It is obvious that Damian Lillard is. I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to say it. I've been thinking it for a long time, but hey, he doesn't have red and black on. He has red, white, and blue on. And as an American, I have to admit, Damian Lillard is a bad defender. Ooh. Ooh. He was getting cooked. When you have guys that play in Tel Aviv know to attack Damian Lillard, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. They went for his neck, and he gave up a lot of late, late minute. Buckets. Damian Lillard is getting 4th of July barbecued out there on the international stage, and I expect this to continue. Yeah. Like, that is my bold prediction is that Damian Lillard is going to get cooked on the international stage. Damn. After he said he was going to focus on defense. Speaking of history, uh, 83 is the points that we beat Nigeria nine years ago. We beat them by 83 wow. points. Totally different Nigeria team, though. Yeah. Eight current NBA players, I guess, on the st- squad, four NBA starters. So we play Australia Monday night. Okay. Who has six NBA players? Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, My guy. Dante Exum, Matthew Della Vadova, 
not currently an NBA player, but still Matthew Delvadova and Josh Green. I didn't know Josh Green was from Australia. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that. Hmm. Ben Simmons is not playing. Um, he's working on his craft. <laughs> they said he said. So okay, this is the most interesting thing though. Andrew Bogut is now going after Ben Simmons for some shit that went down in 2019. Uh, in a recent episode of the Rogue Bogues Rogue Bogues podcast, I think that's him. Rogue Bogue. Oh, I like that. He is a Rogue Bogue. Bogut decides to absolutely, like I almost did, go rogue against his own fucking teammate on the international stage, <laughs> saying that Ben Simmons almost lost Australian's Victorian uh, government funding by $148 million because they threatened, the government threatened to withdraw $150 million worth of funding for developmental aid if the Australian national team refused to play Ben Simmons in some warm-up games in 2019. Damn. I don't know what to, to make of that, yeah, but that's just... this is what he said. The call was given to Basketball Australia from the Victorian government. It basically said, if you don't let Ben Simmons play these two games in Melbourne – not Melbourne, Melbourne, that <laughs> money is gone. Uh, we are not giving it to basketball in Victoria. We will do our best to get that number as close to zero as possible. And you will never get another dime from the government again. He said, if we don't let Ben play in these two games, we're losing funding for grassroots basketball. And I can't have that on my soul. We can't take that away from young kids development. I am letting Ben play. Listen, what is Ben Simmons' dad doing? Who does he know? Yeah, I mean, I, this whole everything you've just laid out sounds like the most absurd thing. Like, what is what is the Australian government's like? I don't understand their interest in uh, their <laughs> basketball team. Like, what is their interest in Ben Simmons? Yeah, what are they doing? Why do they care a hundred to the tune? They care so much. They care not only to the tune of hundred and fifty million dollars. They care forever. They're never giving money to team you to team Australia ever again. That's over two two warm up games. It's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't I know mean, any of this. They were playing the U.S. in these warm up games, but I don't get it. Are they that prideful where they need Ben Simmons? And what does that say about Ben Simmons that they didn't want him to play at all? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, everything about this is, uh, yeah, just pretty crazy. I don't even, I, I, again, I'm just perplexed by what the government really wanted to accomplish with this. It makes very little sense. I think they thought that, that was going to give them the best shot of not looking silly to Team USA on the international stage. Apparently, the coach was punishing Ben Simmons for probably showing up late, probably fucking some model somewhere and like you know doing ben simmons things and he was like you're not gonna play and then the government was like no no he <laughs> is gonna play <laughs> or you're gonna be broke as fuck for the end of time yeah that is nuts what a nuts story i just saw that today i thought i'd bring it up yeah i mean um, in we're a gonna probably game. talk a lot more about olympic basketball um in the coming episodes but this is a short episode it is uh we only got one thing really to talk about and it's Fucking playoffs and that there's only one game. Yep. Games four is Wednesday night. We will record Thursday, put the episode up Thursday night, possibly. Um, we'll have some more social clips for you. This episode is live from my Airbnb where I am not in a place to be on video. 
Marty looks great. <laughs> uh, the it's, It looks like prison in here. And uh, it's echoey, and I don't look great. So this thing's not on video. We I will think be you look back awesome. on video. What'd you say? I said, I think you look awesome. Oh, thanks, Marty. That's sweet. Also, shout out to Marty's dad, who is maybe one of the sweetest men <laughs> I've ever met. Also, shout out, speaking of Louisiana, where he is living now. We knew have a new employee, Megan, making money. She is from the Bayou, the Boo, as well. She's going to bring some electric content to gambling. I hope she has some NBA knowledge. Maybe we can bring her on the pod, start talking, chopping up NBA gambling. But in the meantime, we have a massive bet tonight. I don't know if this episode's going up tonight. I think it is. Home Run Derby. We're representing Joey Gallo. And I think the bet is boosted to like plus 550. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet is boosted to plus 550. Go ahead and place your bets. If you're living anywhere with the Barstool Sportsbook app exists, please remember to bet responsibly. Not a baseball podcast, but I am someone who's about the team. And I am about Megan making money. I'm about the Bayou. I'm about the fucking black boys. Let's go. And I'm about the Suns. I'm about the Suns, the most swaggy fan base in the whole NBA. They were lit, 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 lit. At Phoenix Suns Arena, they had nothing to look at but the Jumbotron. And you know what? If you're in the nosebleeds, that's all that matters anyway. That's all you're going to be looking at anyway. So are you coming back for game five if it's a closeout? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know yet. I want to, but yeah. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss game five and game seven in the coming days. We've got a lot to think about. Uh, You guys have a lot to think about uh, because you need to play some bets on the Barcelona Sportsbook app right now. Plus hmm. 550 Joey Gallo, team, the team, the team. Also, speaking of the team, please like, please subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, that's all the time that we have for the This League podcast. It's a short one, uh, makes a huge difference. We also have Playoff League, uh, This League merch on sale in the Barstool Sport, Sons of Four. It's a lifestyle. It's no longer mathematically possible, but it is a lifestyle. Go follow us at This League on TikTok, IG, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Tune in Thursday evening ish for the next episode of this league. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Say hello to the big dog. Say goodbye to all the frogs. Keep it a hundred, keep it a Biscuit, biscuit. How many licks does it take to lick it? Ooh. 
She wanna like a trapper, but she already done like the rapper. Oh my, oh my, so fly, so fly. Three six mafia, I stay fly, I stay fly. Quality just to get by. I want it all, not a piece of the pie. Everybody eats, everybody, and we keep all of the receipts. We eating good, we living good. We done made it up out the hood. Give me that, 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 give me that. I want this and that. What you mean I can't have that? Stay in your lane, lowest lane, a skirt, skirt on them. Stay in your lane, penny lane, a skirt, skirt on them. Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness. Here's the high stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. To crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC.